0: This is Podco Media Networks.
1: It's the Demystifying Data Podcast with Chris Clegg, where we deconstruct the tools and techniques marketers need to make data more actionable. Here's Chris. Hello, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Demystifying Data. I'm your host, Chris Clegg, and we've got the second part of that interview with Steve Rondazzo today. Steve is the founder and president of ProMotion, and he's also the author of Brand Experiences, Building Connections in a Digitally Cluttered World. And in the second part of the interview, we get into the book a little bit and really start talking about how brands get more customers from Experiential. He has some great anecdotal stories around Duct Tape Experiential, the brand Duct Tape and and them working with Duct Tape for really the last eight, nine years and how they've executed for the brand. And as that brand's evolved and done different things with their product, how Experiential was an important part of that continuous growth. He also gets into thinking about how consumers opt in and how they opt in with regards to Experiential. And by the very nature of an event experience, you're bypassing the resistance that a lot of folks have around marketing and they're very naturally opting in to participate and what that does and how that causes us to think a little bit differently about experiential, especially in the context of the digital marketing solutions that we might think are valid alternatives. And really, Steve closes it out by talking about, you know, right message, right time, right person, and how that as a paradigm is used to guide good experiential design and execution. So please enjoy this interview with Steve. We jump right into it with him answering the question of how do brands get more customers with Experiential? So how are you
0: going to get more customers? You got X dollars to spend at the beginning of every year. You want your dollars to be maximized and bring in, you know, x times is it a 10 time is it 15 time is it a five time roi whatever is necessary for your brand and your company and to cut 28 trade shows out of your marketing plan had to save an immense amount of money and then the beauty is they say well we still need to do something to our customers we still need to build a plan to meet our customers and then you know Experiential is a great way to make that happen. So, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. A lot of brands are really kind of trendsetters. They're out there, they're trying to figure it out. Status quo isn't part of their game plan. They're testing things, they're doing everything they can to, to move their brand. Because if you sit still and do what you've always done, you're gonna get the same results. And that's just yeah. not what most brand, you know, CMOs or VP of marketing or VP of sales people, you know, they don't stay around very long if they keep.
1: Doing the same thing, getting same average results. Totally. Well, let's talk about the things that work really well. Then I know, I know. In the book, you provide lots of stories and examples of amazing experiential. Are there a few favorites that you can share with us today? Oh, there's
0: so many. I mean, over the last 25 years, let me see what pop, kind of pops up in my head. I already talked about Tractor. He's been a you know a longtime client of ours, and some really great people who we've had the fortune to work with. You know, another one that we've worked with, gosh, probably nine or 10 years now is duct tape. So Uh I don't know if you know their story, but, you know, duct tape started out as, you know, just silver tape that, you know, basically in the B2B world that plumbers and electricians and carpenters use duct tape to fix stuff and hold stuff together. And several years ago, like I said, we've been probably working with them for 10 years. Several years ago, they started putting designs on their tape and then all of a sudden they went from a strictly b2b company to a b2c company you know obviously still doing b2b and we've done some really fun things with them and and had a just you know a lot of great success engaging their customers in all kinds of different environments i mean we've done a pop-up store for them in new york city we've done fairs and festivals we put an anti-bullying program together for them and actually took it to elementary schools and middle schools. I mean, they've been a really fun brand to work with. There was an Avon, Ohio festival every year. Duct Tape came in and said, hey, we'd like to be the title sponsor. And here's some things we can bring to the party. Well, this event has just taken off immensely where you have a 100,000 people come to this wow. event over a couple of days. And it's a Duct Tape festival. They have a parade where people duct tape their cars and build things. To, they have a, uh, a theme every year. So one year the, the theme was safari. So people would okay. make animals out of duct tape. So life-size, crazy life-size elephants and giraffes and monkeys and, and all these things. And they're in this parade. And one year we had a Guinness Book of World Record for the most pieces of wearable items made out of duct tape. And we broke that, I can't remember how many people we had, but I mean, we had this huge, huge line of people and we had a fashion show and, and we had the most creative things you can think of. People would be making a fashion statement with duct tape. So, you know, something that's very utilitarian in a B2B world, they've spun it into this yeah. you know, great opportunity on the B2C side and we've been part of it like I said for like 10 years and it's been so much fun and again you know we're fortunate we've worked with some really great brand people you know and people who are you know we we consider friends and you know when we're in town even if we don't have a reason to get together we still get together because you know we just enjoy each other so that's one of the things about this industry and being doing this for so long we have friends all over the country either who have worked for us in the past or you know, have been clients of ours in the past. And that's a lot of fun. It it really is fun to to reminisce and go back and talk about, um, you know, all the great work we all did together.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I'm looking at pictures as you're talking of the Duct Tape Festival 2019. They're they're awesome. Yeah,
0: they're so colorful. They're so visual. Um, And we post a lot of that on Instagram. And there's a lot of of engagement there because uh, it's so colorful and really tells a great story and and i think that's i think that's one of the things that you know maybe we don't talk enough about in our industry is every engagement that we have out there with another human on behalf of our clients is a story that we're telling on their behalf and it gives the yeah. customer the opportunity to engage and ask questions and really have a conversation that gets to an understanding of the value of that particular brand. And we always strive to build that aha moment where you're, you take the customer on this buyer's journey from, you know, maybe no awareness to awareness to an engagement and now an understanding. And then boom, all of a sudden there's this aha moment where they get it. They're like, I see it. I taste it. I can experience it. I hear it. You know, whatever senses that we're bringing into that engagement, They get it and they go, Oh, I completely get it. I understand this now. And now I can go out and Mm -hmm. make a quality decision without a lot of risk. Is this a product that I want to buy,
1: you know, or do I move on? Yeah. You mentioned this idea of right place, right time, right appearance. Is it related to this? Yeah, that is so important.
0: So the last thing you want to be from an experiential standpoint is a pop up ad. So think about you go to YouTube. And you put in the search engine, you know, how to this or how to that or some brand or whatever, and it pops up. But before you can watch it, there's a pop up ad that you don't have any interest in at all. But someone paid to be there. So you watch the timer and it's, you know, it's like a five or 10 second timer. So it's like five, four, three, two, one, click, and you get rid of it. You don't want to be that from an experiential standpoint, and we actually have more control because we know strategically who the customer is for our our client brand. So who they are, where they hang out, where do they live, work, play, shop? What's the message that's going to resonate the most with them? Most of the time, consumers opt into us versus that pop-up ad that you're just skipping. So the consumer comes in. I'll go back to my tractor supply company uh, example from earlier. Tractor supply, we're at fairs and festivals and really cool events. Sure, we have somebody out there meeting and greeting people, but we're not dragging people into this experience. People look at it and they go, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. Come on, kids, let's go in there. So they opt in on their own. So we know we're at the right place because they've opted in. And we're, we're there at the right time because they're saying, we're here at the fair or festival or whatever this large event is, where tractor is, and I'm going to go spend some of the time. I'm going to invest time. We're going we're gonna to go hang out here. This looks like a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like marketing or we're selling, and it's so soft sell. It's all about bringing the tractor experience to life. So we're at the right yeah. place with the right message, with the right team communicating with the right demographic, So it's really that intersection where right place, right time, right message come together. And that's really the sweet spot of that whole integration. And because consumers opt in, and we're not saying you have to go do this, and then go do this, and then go do this, they get to create their own experience. So if they want to go sit on Moose the Bull, as soon as they get there, and that's what happens a lot because Moose is so cool looking and so much fun. You know, the kids are like, I want to go sit on the bull, I want to sit on the bull. And they go, Come on, Mom. And they run over there and they want to get their picture taken on Moose. And then, you know, maybe then mom's, while they're on, on Moose, mom's over here and she's filling out a register to win sweepstakes because so we have all kinds of cool things that they get to win. And, you know, she's signing up for their newsletter, they're signing up for their neighbor's club or, you know, whatever that happens to be. So the consumer gets to create their own. Experience, and you don't get that anywhere else. So that's part of that breaking through the clutter, also because it's their personalized experience that they decide if they want to come in and engage or not. You know, the, the Duct Tape Festival, hundred thousand people show up, who are showing up there on purpose. They're going to that fair. They're going to that um, that park there in Avon, Ohio, because they've decided early on in their calendar, that this is an event they want to go do. They opt in to the duct tape brand. That's just a better connection
1: than those pop-up ads that you know fly up on our screen. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard it said that good marketing gives us the ability to realize our ideal self. And experiential done, as you're described, allows someone to do that from a personal perspective. And that's I think why it gets so exciting when that message to market match is aligning. If you're sitting on your sofa and you're watching an ad, you're not
0: involved in that ad like you are as you're at a fair or a festival or or engaging somebody outside a retail location or in a B2B environment where you know customers are coming specifically to check out your product. You just don't get that as you're sitting on the sofa watching. A TV ad, you know, it's just so much more engaging and fun. And you know that that ad on TV is marketing. You know, somebody's trying to sell you something. Yeah. You go to the duct tape festival, just by the name itself tells you that that's a brand and you Mm -hmm. go there and you want to go there and you want to engage their brand and you want to go sit in this huge tent that we have where people can make all kinds of fun crafts with all kinds of different designs on duct tape and people have fun and they make fun things and family kind of do this thing together that's an experience itself because people are sitting around a table and they're they're cutting tape and creating you know really fun crafts where you know their kids aren't staring at their phone and, you know, not engaging human to human. So there, there's so many benefits to our industry, you know, even just from a family standpoint, we do this event for Kaboom, which is a nonprofit that provides playgrounds for underserved communities. I mean, beautiful, like $100,000 hundred thousand plus dollar playgrounds and, and they're all about play. So we've done a few tours with them where just have people put away your phones, cut the cord, get away from all that, and just come out and have fun playing with your family. You know, the way you and I did when we grew up. You know, my kids still don't yeah. believe that, you know, we actually went outside to play. And no one called to say, can someone come over and play? We just went and knocked on the door and said, hey, you want to come hang out? We did fun things. But those days are gone, unfortunately. So with Kaboom, they've had a lot of success having us build experiences for them that we take around the United States where families would come out and play,
1: which is awesome. It is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's that, um, that opportunity to connect with your family, with your loved ones, with your tribe, with people that share your interests and things that excite you. That's what any kind of Social activity about is what experiential is all about. And that's what makes it, um, I think, so cool. Yeah, there's, for sure. there's two things that
0: every experiential event has to be. And one, it has to be meaningful for that brand. And then it has to be yeah. memorable for whoever you're yeah. engaging, whoever's experiencing that. And if you can pull off meaningful and memorable, then you're going in the right direction for sure.
1: Yeah. So where's the industry going? I know you have some predictions in the book, but what can you share with us now? Is what do you think things will be like 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Well, I don't know. Who knows
0: about 20 years? That seems like a really long way away. You know, obviously it'll be here before we know it, but I think technology is going to continue to really benefit our industry. It's making us more sophisticated. It's getting us a place in at the table, you know, with that CMO or that VP of marketing or the VP of sales. It's giving us the opportunity to show them tangibly how what we do is going to help build their brand. You know, VR and AR continue to be less and less expensive. You know, five or six years ago, it wasn't as good as it is today. It was a lot more expensive than it is today. We've had really good success with VR and AR and even VR in the B2B world where we really weren't sure if, you know, people in a business environment would be playful, but they were. And it was extremely successful. We've done it on a a number of B2B programs. AR is probably growing even faster than VR right now, but I still think it's key to have a balance. And I think that's when AR and VR came out, everybody's like, oh, we got to do AR and VR. And. It wasn't that good. It was kind of clunky. It was really expensive. It's less expensive. It's so much better quality today. But I think humans still want a good balance of non-tech and tech. And you know, we see it at South by Southwest over the past couple of years. You know, at that event, it's you know, it's high tech and a lot of visionary people are going to it and and brands are starting to see that analog is driving just as quality of an engagement as digital and in some of these technology plays so I think a balance is really what where we're heading just like anything else when when something really cool comes out everybody runs to it and you know you can say this about social media you know everybody ran to it and you know that's the thing that everybody wanted to do and and then you start getting some more experience and you start pulling back and you go you know what you know there's other things we can do and social media you know it has its place but it's not the silver bullet that I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. And I think, you know, in the future, I think technology is kind of the same thing. It's it's like in the right place for the right brand, especially if it's helping your ROI measurements. I think it's great. A lot of technology doesn't have very good throughput. So that's one of the downfalls. You know, the experience is a little longer. And we talk about throughput a lot because, you know, it's important to you know, we're only there for a certain number of hours or a certain number of days and we want to get as many people engaged as possible. and if the experience takes you know three to five minutes, well you're gonna put 10 to 15 people through that experience in an hour and and that's really not a lot unless it's yeah. maybe on the b2b side because in B2B it's not quantity of people it's quality of who you are attracting and, and who's engaging. But on the consumer side, you know normally you know you want quality and quantity. So throughput is really important in, in understanding how long it takes to go through the entire experience. And if whether people are going to spend that time to go through the experience or not is completely dependent on how cool the experience is on the inside and how well you sell the experience on the outside to get them to commit. So there's a lot of science in what we do. Um, when I first started writing the book, I thought it was going to be the science of experiential marketing. Uh, and I do have some science in the book. But I really thought brands trying to break through the clutter in our marketplace was just a bigger problem yeah. to talk about. So in the middle of the book, we kind of took a little right turn and really focused on brands and stories about the best way to cut through that clutter. And it's not a bunch of promotion case studies by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, I talk about a, a few of our clients and customers that you know, we're really proud of, the, the work that we've done. But you know, there's a lot of stuff in there from a lot of different agencies and a lot of brands that we don't work with because you know, I I want to tell the whole story, and you know, I I want the opportunity for people to really to see what the industry is much bigger than you know just this agency out of St. Louis. Excellent.
1: And so the book is Brand Experience: Building Connections in a Digitally Cluttered World by Steve Randazzo, R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-O. And I know folks can get more information at Steve Dash randazzo.com where else can they follow you or follow the work that you guys are doing or that what you're doing at, uh, at promotion? Well, um, the,
0: the mothership promotion one.com is our website Promotion all one word with the numeral one.com. You know, we've got so much great content there. We, you know, we, I have a great content team that puts out amazing content on all kinds of subjects. we post a new blog at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. We're doing videos. Okay. You know, we post a lot on LinkedIn. We're posting a lot of, of photos and things like that in um, Instagram. You know, there's a, there's a lot of places you can find us. Uh, you know, all of our social media is on both of those sites, either steve-randazzo.com or promotion And like I said, tons of... I mean, we, we've unlocked just about everything that, that we've ever come up with, including in the book. If you just want a free sample of chapter one and chapter three of the book, just go to steve randazzo.com and yeah. go to the more, and there's a drop down, and you can get both those chapters
1: for free. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking some time with us. I've enjoyed the conversation and um, and certainly uh, benefited from your perspective. I appreciate uh, uh, you offering it up. Oh, Chris, I appreciate you having me. Like I said, we've been really looking forward to this
0: discussion, and uh, I had a great time. I really did and uh thanks for uh the chat today and always happy to to talk about the world that you and i live in every single day because obviously we love it and uh, there's nothing like doing great things for great brands and and getting to work with great people and that's what you know that's what drives us every day so thank you i really appreciate it yeah. and it, it was uh, it was fun good good well said
1: thank you so much I hope you enjoyed this interview with Steve. If you haven't visited his book on Amazon, Brand Experiences, it's Steve Rondazzo, R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-O. It's definitely worth checking out, and I really enjoyed the the stories about uh, duct tape. And, if, and I would suggest go ahead and, and go to Google and search up images on the uh, festival that he talks about, because it's certainly it's certainly a lot of fun to see the designs that were created. So there we go. That's another episode of Demystifying Data. I hope that brought you some value. Hopefully it adds to your own practice. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and do that now. We don't want you to miss an episode we publish every Wednesday. And I hope you're having a fantastic day. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We're grateful for that and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Tune in next time as Chris Clegg continues Demystifying Data. Meantime, head over to demystifyingdata.co to learn more.